Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good Hang episode one. This is our intro segment. We just recorded the episode, and we're going to let you know what we just did. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, this is our very first episode. My name's Nathan. John. And, you know, we're going to do all those proper intros once the episode actually starts. But, you know, we talked about a bunch of things. We caught up with each other. Um, John has been losing weight. Nathan's been filming a TV show. Yeah, and then we get and in. learning how to drive stick. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a little bit of talk about um, me trying not to kill people with a car. Yep, yep. Um, and then there's also some, uh, just, there's lots of hot soup talk. Lots of hot dirty sexy soup talk we get into that good soup talk the, like the kind that you like you know yeah. the kind that you tuned in for in our segment what's your favorite blank <laughs> yes. this week soup uh, we talked about uh, you know some current events we talked mm-hmm. about uh, things like emma stone being cast as an asian yeah and a little bit about the, the latest fifa scandals yeah because that's something you know about sports sports are very interesting yeah but hey i mean this is um it's, it's just us talking about um, all things pop culture all things current um yeah. i i can't say that we have a specific genre we just like to talk and we want to you yeah. know get you in on that action so enjoy this episode our very first episode of yeah good hang and make sure to check out the last segment where we challenge each other to check something out you play along at home check out those things we recommend see you My family thought about that because we designed our house and it was like, should we have a urinal? Is that kind of tacky? I think, no. I think it's kind of awesome. And it's like, it's not like the kind of urinal you'll see in any old like shopping mall or whatever. It's like a smaller urinal. It's classier. It's more sleek. How are you hey. talking about? Just urinals. I got you some water. Urinals and generals. Got you some water. It's got lemon in it though, so it's fancy. Ooh, fancy water. It's fancy water. The PS Cafe water. Yeah. Uh, what's all this? What's all Lemony this? Fresh. What's all this urinal talk? Oh, I was just saying how like I think it's awesome that you have a urinal in your bathroom. See, like people always get surprised by that. Like I don't understand. I've I've I recently started understanding because like it's a constant. Just like people are always like, oh, you have a urinal in your in your bathroom. It's just truly a case of you just don't see it every day. Really? Well, see, I grew up with that. I've been living in this house since I was seven, so it's kind of ah like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. When my family, uh, when we made our house in the Philippines a couple years ago, we have a urinal in our in our bathroom too. But I was telling the I was telling the listeners how it's fancier because it's like smaller. Oh. It's got like this weird. How small can you a urinal get? It's pretty small. Like you got to get right up to it, or you can go across the way and have a challenge. So it's either really clean or completely messy. Right. I huh. like it. I remember when I was younger, like I would. I, I don't know why I don't do this anymore, but I used to like see how far I could stand away from the urinal. Oh, I think everyone did that. And like just to get like a strong stream going, that. like a. Like, but do you like start far away? Or do you like start right next to it and then back up? I'll slowly start backing up. Yeah. I think starting far, that's, see, starting far away is a little bit overconfident. Dangerous. It's a little bit overconfident. But also, it's like that first initial you know blast. Poor girls, right? They'll never know that joy. Yeah. Of like having 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 some extra fun while you pee. There's some challenges. Um. Okay, so... Alrighty. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's up everybody? Uh, this is Nathan. And this is John. And you are listening to Good Hang. Uh, so this is our first official episode? Yeah, it's our third recording. This is our third recording, yeah. Trial so, episodes. So um, for those of you that are unaware of what you are actually listening to right now, this is a podcast. So <laughs> welcome to the wonderful world of podcasting. It's pretty presumptuous to think that we're the ones introducing them to podcasting. I mean, I see, like, we discussed this earlier um, <laughs> when we were even thinking about, you know, starting a show like this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we, we are both from Singapore. We both live in Singapore. Um, and at the moment, there are no, to my knowledge at least, like active podcasts going on. And it's just a medium that people don't quite understand yet, mm-hmm. I think, over here. Because it just hasn't quite broken into the mainstream at all. Yeah. Um, I was checking the podcast charts um, over iTunes like locally. And the top five are, four of them are EDM like Hardwell and things like that. Right. I think that's just like hour long, like that kind of stuff. And one of them is Joseph Prince, a pastor. Um, so that is the current podcast scene in Singapore. I think uh, it needs a little something, you know? Yeah, we'll try something different, shall we? We'll try something different. And so. if you're listening to this now, we assume, at least in the first couple of episodes, that you actually are from Singapore, that you, in fact, know Nathan and I personally. Yeah, maybe. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. Uh, she doesn't listen to podcasts. I kind of hope my parents don't listen to this. Uh, actually, I'd rather they didn't. Yeah. We're going to talk about like some weird... Weird stuff. Weird, weird things. Nah. So, like, so yeah, we call it good hang because, you know, Nathan and I, we, we don't get a chance to see each other very often. But when we do, it's always a good hang. So we figure we may as well record it. It's always a good hang, yes. Yeah. So a little background history. Uh, John and I have known each other for several years mm-hmm. now. Um, but we don't hang out as often as we'd like to. Mm-hmm. But because... We kind of have enough things in common. We are both very into, um, we're both very into some like topics that we are going to cover in you know this podcast. Things all pop culture, um, movies, TV movies, shows, TV, comic books, geeky nerdy just things. Just geeky nerdy things. Yeah. So if you're into that, you're gonna have a good time with us. Um, this podcast is more or less just a conversation, something mm-hmm. that we hope you guys can engage in. Uh, really, just you know, have us in your ears. Uh, talk about things that you might be commonly yeah. interested in. Yeah, and the thing, with, with, the thing with us when we hang out too is that we'll talk about something and then we go on tangents and tangents and tangents. So many tangents. So many tangents. So in, in fact, before we came up with Good Hang, I thought, well, what about Tangent the Podcast? Tangent the Podcast. Not really, but it's true. I mean, we'll start with topics. We have some things we're going to talk about today that we want to talk about, but we're, I swear, we who knows what we're going to talk about because we who go on knows? tangents. But one thing I would like to ask you, Nathan, let's let's talk about how we first met. For the let's, listeners, I think that'd be fun. Let's talk about how we first met. See, I feel like I feel like a bad husband now because part of me doesn't really remember. I, I do recall that it has something to do with theater. Yeah. Because uh, you are you have been in theater for much longer than I have. Um, I've kind of just dipped my toes in it every once in yeah. a while. So l- let me take you back to the year. The year was 2011. <laughs> I feel like I need like wind, like wind chimes. Like, we should get some wind chimes. That'd be fun. It was 2011 and you were in the Singapore premiere of Spring Awakening. Mm. You played the role of Melchior, right? Melchior. Look at that guy. We to, saw all, his... to all musical theater nerds out there. Yeah. I saw his butt. Yeah. Everyone did. Um, and yeah, and my girlfriend at the time was in the show, and my best friend uh, is in the show, and was in the show, and a lot of mutual friends were there, and we just started hanging out, and that's how we met. Yeah. Been friends ever since. It's, it's been random, because it's like, as soon as I met you, I was like, I feel like I've known this guy for a long time, because we just talked about the same we, we had We had a whole bunch of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had like shortcuts and talking, like we could just jump ahead. And yeah. We hung out in Singapore, we hung out in America, and now we're hanging out in your earlobes, dear listener. Yeah, man. I mean, and talking about that musical, geez, I had to... So if you know Spring Awakening the musical, my character had had two love scenes in the show, <laughs> and I had to wear a skin colored thong. Yep. Um, for the duration of the show, I believe we, they call it a cock sock. A cock sock. Circles. I, yeah, makes sense. Or a ass flosser. Ass <laughs> flosser. I like that. Yeah. I like ass flosser. So we had to do eight shows a week. And that was just like many, like out of the seven days a week, majority of those days and hours are spent with a nude colored thong. That's uh, a whole lot of ass flossing. A lot of ass flossing. It's a whole lot of surprising for your hole. Surprisingly enough, I got used to it, especially on the weekends when you have to like, you have a show in the afternoon and a show at you night. You kept it on, huh? I just had that thing up my butt the right. whole day. <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so okay, so before we 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 get really deep into things, um, I just want to talk about why we're doing this in the first yeah. place. Um, I think it's just cool to have to you know probably hopefully start something mm. you know to be able to just create something it just, it just feels satisfying sometimes and also we want to um find a medium to reach out to you guys to talk to you guys to really just be there with you guys you know in yeah. times of need or if you're like on a bus by yourself just looking at your toes or you know you're going for a run something like that because totally. i personally love listening to podcasts when i'm just like doing idle things you know yep. like manual yep. work doing the dishes doing the dishes going on a run sitting on the bus cooking. train yeah. cooking yeah, so hopefully we can be those people for you. Yeah, and also, like, you know, Nathan and I, I mean, we're special, but we're not that special. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are, have the same interests as we do. Yeah. It might be fun to, like, have a little conversation, you know? Yeah, and we will find some way to engage you guys through the social media-ness Those. thingies. Um, that'll probably start rolling out when, you know, we have people actually... I love how we're presuming <laughs> that people are listening yeah. to this. Um, we have to. We have to set our goals. We have, to set, we have to set our goals. I mean, you have to project and believe in yourself. Um, Hashtag the secret. Oh, what the hell happened to that thing? The uh, secret. Was, it, that, was, it, that, was that like Oprah's like big recommendation? I think so. But I think, I think is it because so many people know about it that it's not a secret anymore? So therefore it loses its potency? What was the secret? It was like, what believe in yourself and like just... Things will happen? Yeah. Type of thing? Positive, the power of positive thought? The power, I feel like that wasn't a secret though. That's like, that's basically Disney. Pretty much. <laughs> What a hack. Disney. What a hack. What a hack, the guy who wrote The Secret. Made millions and millions of dollars. Um, okay, so uh, the whole concept of the show, Good Hang, of course, is you're hanging out with us, and, you know, we're just going to talk like you are one of our old best friends ever. Yeah. You know, pretty much. Um, we're going to have segments, you know, regular bits in the show. Um, maybe some guests in the future. Yeah. So let's move on to the very first segment of the show. This is going to be intro music right now. When you see your bud and want to know what's new, you just gotta ask, hey, what buddy. you been up to? Oh, that's good. I like what you did there. Is yeah. that it? Is that it? Is that the intro I, music? I, I really should the music start. music you make with your mouth. I should start writing intro music. You're an music. acapella guy anyway, so. Anyway, <laughs> so the first segment, we're calling it, what have you been up to? Because you're hanging out with a buddy, you haven't seen him for a while. First thing you ask, what have you been up to? So Nathan, what have you been up to? What's up with you? What's up with you, girl? What have you been up to? Okay, so, well, to those that are just listening in out of nowhere and are unaware of who these two people in your ears are, um, I, I, I perform. We're both performers. Uh, I, I sing and I do things in the world of entertainment, yeah, I guess. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. So um, recently I have been involved with a TV show. Uh, we we are filming at the moment. Um, I think it's safe to announce. Like It's a, it's a show that's being done by uh, HBO Asia. Oh, yeah. It's called Half Worlds. And we are like kind of, we just started filming. Uh, the filming is going on in Batam, Indonesia, which is like a ferry ride away from Singapore. And it's been it's been cool, man. It's been cool just to get to know what that thing's like. Cause I've never done uh, TV before. Yeah. My acting has kind of just started and stopped with musical theater. Um, I haven't really done anything outside of that. Yeah, I, did, I, mean, I did like a short film, but that's you know. I mean, I've had some work. small guest roles here and there. Like I, I when I, cause I'm an actor as well. Yes. And I do. I've done commercials and stuff. I did one guest role on one Singaporean TV show. It's great. Look it up. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because it's <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but yeah. So it's, yeah, tell me about that experience. So like, when when did you sign on? 
Um, well, I auditioned for it earlier this year. It was actually kind of a really quick um, turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I auditioned for it around like February, late wow. February, early March, and confirmation came in around April, and we started filming last week. And it's yeah, we started filming like late June. So cool. And you're uh, sorry, late late May. Um, and dude, it is it is a whole different world. It's a whole different world out there. It's it's so interesting to meet these actors. It's it's um, it's a sh- it's a show that's set in Indonesia. It's filmed in Indonesia. A cast and crew, majority of them are Indonesian. Uh, so it's actors that I just I'm meeting for the first time. This crew I'm meeting for the first time. Everything's so fresh. Everything's so different um I, I wish i could talk about the show more i just don't know what i can reveal and what i can't yeah let's not get you um, in trouble yeah let's not get me in trouble but i think it's what you've been training quite a lot for it right yes like so there is there is um there is fighting involved there is um a lot of physical activity involved and is that code for sex scenes it's oh, there yeah i mean it's hbo come on it's not, um, it's not tv it's hbo it's not tv yeah um and it's it's been inter- it's an interesting time but I can probably talk about it more as as we start going along. I think they're going to start rolling out episodes in like December or something like that. I don't know. But a very interesting thing happened during filming. So one of my first scenes, the first scene I filmed actually, involved me driving up to the location, getting out of the car, going in and talking to the character opposite me. And then doing this. So far, pretty standard. Yes. And doing this very um, uh, angered, emotional, very layered scene. Okay. And this is in Bahasa. Uh, no, it's in English. It's in English. It's in okay. English. Yeah. Cool. The show, the show's in English, um, but yeah. So acting as it is is a struggle for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, the tough part was the driving. So I do drive. I have driven for. I have been driving for five years now. But the car they provided me was a manual car. Oh no! And I have never touched a manual car in my life. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, 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 I I learned how to drive an auto. I've only ever driven auto. I've never touched a manual car. I've never been driver's seat of a manual car. And here it is. First day of filming. First scene. Get in this auto car. Drive up to it. Get out of the car. Do the scene. So I was rightfully terrified. Because, you know, it's not just driving on a road. You're filming. There is crew all around you. There's people directly next to, in front of, and behind the car. You're talking manual. You're talking full, like a stick, not one of those flappy paddles. No, no, no. Like a stick. A clutch and everything. A stick of a clutch and everything. And I see, I did not learn any of this, like, (laughs) ever. No one's ever taught me. And I told the guy, I don't drive manual. And he's like, oh, all right so you press the clutch let go halfway switch and then you're good to go i'm like no i'm not good to i mean go. he's not wrong that's <laughs> how they work he's not wrong he explained the basic mechanics and basically action i stalled the car about 15 times um and i just could not focus on the scene because it was a one shot you know drive up get out of the car do the scene and every single time we did shots that involved me driving up i was just like so out of focus and so out of oh, it man. i was like shaking from just like nervousness because I was so scared of hitting people in front, behind, and around me. Are they doing that thing where they're like, take one, take two, take three? Pretty take much. <laughs> so yes. it's like stall, take four. Yo, I stalled uh. so many times. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, every shot involving me having to drive up, I messed up. Once they got, you know, they they managed to splice together what <laughs> a semblance of me driving up to the shop was. Mm. Um, we did scenes not involving the car, so just me do in, in the interior doing the scene. Right. And that wasn't so bad. And then he said, okay, now we need you to do the tail end of the scene one more time, then drive away. And I did the tail end of the scene, very emotional, very angered, storm out of the location, drive away. 
And because I was so built up with emotion, got into the car, completely forgot how to drive it again, <laughs> stalled a bunch of times, and I'm just cursing my ass off in this car. And, I, and the mic is still attached to me this whole oh, time. Wow. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm driving away from the scene, this car stalls, I can't get it to turn on, and I'm just cursing my ass off, and I'm seeing people inside like the booth and everything just laughing, laughing their, their heads ass off. Laughing their off, of course. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the bloopers. Oh, gosh. I gotta put that up. It's That'd just be awesome. It, it was just a struggle. To all of you that drive manual cars, respect. I, I should start learning. Yeah, I mean, you'll be more of a man. I feel like oh, manual cars are so... They're getting obsolete, though. But they're so much more fun to drive. I they really are. I suppose, but it's kind of like, why make something harder for yourself? You know? Because you have more control over it. The function of a... I, I have plenty of control over an auto car. Like, the function of a car is to get you from point A to point B without hurting anybody or yourself. I feel like yeah. to do that in an auto car... It's much easily achieved in an auto car. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm not really what you would call a gearhead, but I do love driving. And I used to drive um, in the States where there's a little bit more, um, you know, road weight. Like, because in Singapore, it's, it's traffic. You can't really drive. It's, it's a lot you know? of traffic. It's cluttered so, here. You know, I used to drive in LA. I didn't have a really crazy car. I mean, I had a Honda Civic, but it was manual. And I used to love that. Yes. Thing. Driving up the hills and stuff. I felt like I was top gear. <laughs> I was like the Stig. So what do, you, what do you think about, like, the whole, um, like, in about 10 years, we're going to have, like, autonomous cars? Oh, man. Like, commercially. I think I think they're rolling them out slowly, but in about 10 years, I think, like, auto- a little bit longer, man. But, like, a little bit longer. But, like, can you, like, do you, you ever, ever imagine a time when it's, like, completely automated? Like, no one, no drivers? At maybe, all. like, in hundreds of years, maybe, or hundred years, maybe. Yeah. Do you think it's going to happen in our lifetime? Like, completely? Possibly. Okay, okay, maybe, like, within our lifetime, there's definitely going to be, like, a, a good amount of, like, um, autonomous cars on the street. Mm. Like, same way how, like, 10 years ago, none of us even knew, like, what an electric hybrid car was. Yeah. And now, you know, you see, like, one in 20, Yeah. you know? I, I think in our lifetime, we're going to have like, a good number of autonomous vehicles. The concept kind of scares me that you have zero control over what's happening. But, and, and like, given the fact that traffic is so unpredictable... Right. And that anything can kind of happen. But I'm wondering, can there be, is it possible to have like automatic cars or autonomous cars and, and just regular cars sharing the road? Like, is, is that, is that, is that more, that more dangerous? Does it have to be all one or the other? I'm sure, the, I'm sure smarter people than us are figuring this out. Yes. You know? It's much smarter people than us. It's <laughs> much smarter people than us have already figured it out. And we're just kind of asking dumbass questions here. But like, which is what the podcast is all about. <laughs> Like I wonder what happens if like like the, the the automatic cars hit like the manual ones. Like it's I mean someone's figured that out like twenty years ago. Um, but uh, autonomous cars scare me a little bit. Like I know now they have cars that um have the auto brake function. Yep. Especially with like the 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 whole insurgence of like text driving and everything. <laughs> like they have cars that can brake automatically when they detect something in front of you. Right. Even that scares me. Cause like what makes you think you're right, car. <laughs> Like, how dare you? <laughs> Who do you think you are, car? Because I still remember when I was learning how to drive. Like, you know how they have the instructor sitting next to yeah. you? And the instructor, and they have their own brake. They, yeah. they have their own brake. And I hated that so much. Like, when the guy would know that, he would think that, oh, he's not going to brake. And he would brake for me. And it was just the weirdest feeling. For the longest time, I thought that's how car brakes work. Mm. That, like, you just kind of tap it a little bit and then it brakes by itself. Because that's what I would do. My foot would barely even be down on the brake, and he would brake it for me. Why, why would he do that? Sorry, I didn't have an instructor like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, think I learned he, in the I think, streets of the Philippines, yo, where my, <laughs> my driver taught me how to drive, sort of. I think he just thought I was going to kill the both of us, so he was erring on the safe side. So he was 
basically assisting you with breaking. He's like, I, you can't push your foot hard enough. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. And I, I don't know if I could. I don't know. Like, I, I was a terrible driver in the beginning because yeah, we all were. Because like, um, I actually avoided learning how to drive for the longest time. Like right before, um, I started my very first practical lesson, I had gotten in like a terrible car accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that just like traumatized me so bad. I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving, of course, but. I was involved in like this huge T-boning accident that the other car flipped to its side. Oh, damn. The car that I was in was completely smashed and that was enough to just kind of shake me up yeah. for like months. Well, how I, old were you when that happened? Like uh 18. 18. Yeah. Right when I was I was I was geared up to go for my first few lessons mm-hmm. and then this happened and I was like, yeah, I don't no, think I'm I'm going to sit in the driver's seat anytime soon. Yeah, man, my first accident when when I was driving though, it was the stupidest thing, but I'm actually kind of grateful that it was so stupid. Like I bumped into someone in a gas station, <laughs> going like two miles an hour. Oh, gee. I mean, like super damage. slow because like I was like to get out, I had to like you know back up and go around. But like I was such a noob that I was like, I didn't see. I I know what you're thinking. It's like oh, he backed up into someone. No, I moved forward into someone like an idiot. Like I'm like I think there's still space in front of my bumper. I still no, there isn't. Now I'm in an accident. <laughs> How pissed was the guy? Was he just very confused? They were the nicest family. They were very confused. They were like, are you drunk? And I'm like, no. And they were speaking Tagalog, and my Tagalog wasn't super good then. Yeah. I had to call my parents. It was very embarrassing. See, I love it when people are nice about it, when you get into a car accident. Because yeah. it's a car accident. accident. It's you, you're, Like, some people nowadays, like they're, they internalize so much, and they just think, like, oh, sorry, no, they externalize so much. And they just think, like, when they get into an accident, like, oh, someone's out to get me. You know, the way that they act. They're like, yo, why did you have to do this? You know, you're you're wasting so much of my time and, like, so much trouble. Like, dude, come on. It's an accident. Yeah, Chill. Yeah, it happens. Like, be... Just, like, you know, being angry about it is not really going to solve anything. Yeah. You can't undent your car by yelling at me. <laughs> so, just, you know... I remember when I was hit by by this lady once. I think she was texting or something. She hit... She, she um... She, she like, slammed into the back of my car. And, you know... I felt no need to be upset because that's really helping nobody. Yeah. You know, you kind of just, you know, because you both want to get on to where you want to be. And the best way to do that is just be chill. Just be chill. Just be chill. I think that applies to all parts of life. Right. Just be chill, bro. I mean, I hate it when people have that mentality of like, everyone's out to get me, you know? Like when they react to whatever happens to them in life, like in a victimizing way like thanks again universe yeah like they like when they give you that look you know sometimes when you bump into somebody or like you accidentally like you know like i don't know like step on their foot or something (laughs) like the look that they give you sometimes like it's just like what's wrong with you you know like why did you have to do this to me like why are you in my world like you know like and then you're all like not what's wrong with me what's wrong with you oh it's just so look inwards to yourself it's so much i i I (laughs) cannot take people like that if you are like that i'm change <laughs> I don't know what else to say the world's not out to get you things happen be happy just like let things happen yeah yeah so that's it tangents of course now let's go back to John what have you been up to what have I been up to Nathan I have started a new diet you have started a diet yeah cause like I okay so I've been a fat kid my whole life and I think it's time to not be a fat kid mm. especially as I become a man mm-hmm. I don't want to be a fat man I wanna, mm. I'm well past the point where you should start calling me a man but the point is is that a friend of mine a good friend of mine from work is a personal trainer so I started working out with him and he put me on this diet I'm technically on two diets right I'm on the slow carb diet which is like basically don't eat anything that's fun for you okay 
including fruit. Like, he's like, you can't eat fruit in this diet, dude. The fruits have carbs. Yeah, exactly. Son of a bitch. So why it's called slow carb is because you eat beans, and beans really super slowly or something. Okay. And this is this was um. Wait, yeah, you have to eat beans slowly, or do beans have slow carbs? You can eat you can eat beans at whatever speed you like. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but the carbs in the beans are released slowly. Got it. Uh, this is all according to. You ever heard of Tim Ferriss? No. The four hour work week, the four hour body. It's, it's oh yeah, his, yeah, 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 it's that guy. So I'm doing that, and it's dude, it's working i mean it's only been a week but i can see the differences so that's fun you you've been like um on this health kick for a while right? not the health kick a while but i really want to take the health kick up a notch up and a really notch, like yeah. w- whoop some ass you definitely are much ass. smaller than when i first met you ah yeah yeah so i mean to, to i mean this is audio Progress. of course this is audio of course but like um john is a larger person i not wouldn't for say long ladies i wouldn't say you're fat you're not fat. you're just like a larger person I'm cuddly yes you're cuddly we, we talked about this last time I'm cuddly. Yes, you're a very cuddly man um but man good on you man like how how's like what do, are you just like feeling pain every morning from the the workouts? You know, not so bad actually. I had the craziest workout yesterday where um, I was like doing chest workout to the point where I couldn't even do. It was so funny because like it was like you okay you do a set then you do a set with heavier weights but low, less reps and then again and again and at the end you do like half the weight but more reps to like kind of I don't know make sure your chest are completely destroyed. Right. And then after that you do push ups. And he's like, go do some push-ups. I'm like, I can't. And then like, <laughs> I tried to, and just like my muscles wouldn't listen to me anymore. Yeah. yeah and then he's like, do it on your knees. I was like, okay, nope, still can't. It's when you do get it halfway point. down, yeah, yeah. You and then I could point. do that. If by halfway you mean an eighth of the way down, it was literally like it was just it was just like the it was it was like like your arms are just it was like I was dancing, you know, like kind of like yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> so a slow carb, that's one of the, and then I'm also doing intermittent fasting. You ever heard of this thing? See, I don't know what any diet is like. They have so many diets nowadays. They're calling like there's so like there's yeah. a paleo thing. There's like the slow carb, right? Intermittent. The, the I've tried them all ways. basically. I but, don't know what's going okay, on. So intermittent anymore. fasting is basically you eat in a particular window of time per day. So mine's like I can eat in only an eight hour window. So say I have my first meal. What I do is I have my first meal at two p.m. So mm-hmm. I wake up at whatever nine eight, and I just have black coffee, nothing until. 2 p.m. Then I eat my first meal. Then I have to get all my calories for the day within that eight-hour window. Hmm. 10 o'clock comes around, stop eating. Which is actually, it's been around for a long time, but no one ever realized what it was. Because you've heard of people like, oh, just don't eat that for 6 p.m. Yeah. And you're like, that makes no sense. But it works for them. It's basic. What they're basically doing was this intermittent fasting thing. And there's tons of science behind it. Because I'm a skeptic, you know. like I don't right. like just taking things at face value. I like to research it and get right, into right, it. Right, right, right. And it's really working, man. It's just I eat the most boring stuff every day. Jeez. Eat beans and some meat. And... Yeah, I've been trying to diet as well recently just because of the filming. Just that, so you know, like, you always look bigger on camera, so you just kind of cut down a little bit. Yeah. Like, dieting's tough for me, man, because, yeah. like, I've always, like, loved to eat. Yeah. I was a larger kid. I was a larger kid. I was, like, um, I kind of evened out when I was, like, 14, 15, but I never lost that, like, mentality. Yeah. You know? Look and at you now. Now you have a jawline that looks like it was chiseled by the gods. <laughs> no, but I never really lost, like, like I never had, like, good eating habits. Right. I never ever, like, okay, I kind of cheated a little bit. The way I got from fat to skinny wasn't from hard work and, like, you know, exercise. Uh, bulimia. Yeah. I, uh, yes. I just, <laughs> I, I just puked so much. No, I pretty much just stretched out. I stretched out. I didn't have to do any exercise. It was what like you stretched out. You got taller. Is that what you're much, saying? Pretty much. Pretty wow. much. So like from the from the age of thirteen to fourteen, like the big transition from like fat to not fat, I I I it was no part of my own. I basically just stretched out, and the weight distributed evenly. You just lucked out, is what you're saying. More I or hate less. You. I hate people like. No, no, no. But see, like because of that, I feel like I never really got that like ethic. Right. To like really be disciplined and like get that weight down. So my weight fluctuates so much. It's like I just go from like 
like healthy looking to kind of chubby to like oh you're kind of you're going back to fat to like kind of chubby to healthy again yeah. it fluctuates so much and like I feel like I need to get into that discipline I think that's so important for someone to that's have that's true uh, talking about my ex-girlfriend at the time Rachel hi Rachel if you're listening oh no. dude like she 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 like just eats McDonald's all the time I think she's doing better now at cooking like she cooks a lot more yeah, yeah, supposedly yeah. but I hate those I just hate those people who can just eat McDonald's every day and not gain any weight. See, I feel like that's going to bite you back in the ass at some point. Cuz your metabolism would can't be that hope. crazy. Like I'm, my metabolism was great like when I was starting to get skinny. Yeah. My metabolism was amazing from like 14 to like maybe 18, 19. I I could eat anything and everything I wanted and like you could you just kind of look more or less the same. Right. And I guess some people can keep that to like you know a fairly advanced age, but at some point it's gonna bite you in the ass. <laughs> at some point, like I that that's that's definitely not applying to me now. Like I have like two bad meals in a row, and I see the difference. I feel the difference. It's oh, so bad. We're so girly right now, aren't we? I'm not. Uh, I, I we're just, yeah. just just gabbing. No, I'm terrible. <laughs> no, but you know what's cool about this diet, and it's actually my favorite part, is that you're encouraged to have one cheat, um, cheat day. Cheat day. Like, but it was like how my trainer pointed out, uh, he was like, his name was Seth. He was like, John, just try to undo the good you did that week. I was like, can do. <laughs> like this, my cheat day fell on a Saturday and on that Saturday, I had McDonald's twice, bro. I had McDonald's twice. Dude. Lunch What'd you and have? second lunch. What'd you have? I had nuggets. I had a McFlurry. I had a regular Coke, which I haven't had in years. It's so I have delicious. never, I have not drank a regular Coke in a very long time. Only because I like, I have terrible teeth. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm very prone to cavities, so I'm terrified of Probably like full smart. sugar. Probably smart. But actually, you know that um, that McDonald's in City Hall or yeah. Raffles Raffles City. Yeah, yeah. The, you know the one with like the screen and stuff. Oh, you, the one with the put, gigantic iPad. Yeah. Yeah. See, they have this thing as well that where you can create your own super customized deluxe McDonald's meal. Understood. So I made the John, bro. I made the John. Can you go there now and say I want the John? No, you have to input it in yourself. Okay. So here's okay. You guys try this, okay? It's called the John. If you live in Singapore, get to the McDonald's in City Hall and make this burger. It will change your life. It's very good. So what you do is you pick all the components of the burger, right? So first you start off with not a regular, you know, sesame seed bun. You get a semolina bun. A semolina. I think bun. that's what they're calling it. The hell's a semolina? A semolina is like a flat. Anyway, it's like a grain or something. Anyway, it's it's a good bun because you have the choice between semolina, lettuce. Like you can have like a lettuce wrap thing and just a regular bun. So I get the semolina, and then I get um, the choice of meat. You can get I think you can get beef or chicken, but I get obviously Angus beef. Well, not one. Cause get you, two because you classy. I classy about it. Yeah. You get two patties, right? On top of that, you put pepper jack cheese, mm. right? See, I didn't even know McDonald's can do this. See, I, they, I always yeah. assumed that they had, like, the most processed, like... They do. Came out of a cow's ass cheese. But like, not this one. this one. This one's classy. This one's fancy. Got it. So it's, like, two Angus beef patties, pepper jack cheese, lettuce, tomato, red onions, and um, Big Mac sauce. You get the secret sauce. On a semolina bun. On a semolina bun. Dude, it's... Try it. It's awesome. That sounds good. See, because here's the thing. I made a bad decision the other day. I had a gig and I was feeling really hungry. Just really just like, you know, I, I was at the point of like hunger where I could eat anything and not feel guilty because I was just that hungry. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking about like carbs or calories or like health. I was thinking about how can I get the most food and feel the best about my like just like just uh, happiness. How do I make myself happy? Yes, how, do I, how do I just like put something in my face and just... And I went to McDonald's. I got a double McSpicy oh. with cheese. Oh. And it, w- it was a fun half an hour. <laughs> um, you know, I had some good times. I-, I remember it fondly. But that night, I 
shat out a hot knife. Oh no! It's it was. I don't like. I don't even know. I I woke up at like two in the morning and I just took the most painful. It's like, ass burning just get out of my body oh jesus it's like it's pretty fast that it made your way through your system that quickly right no i, I think it's it was impressive. like it was like two in the morning or something and it's just like the most painful shit i've had in a touch i'm sorry you woke up to take a shit I'm, so so know, sorry it, it, if, you're, if you guys it, are eating while we're talking about it this. woke me up like that's how bad it was like it, it was like the urgency was just like, i need to get out of you <laughs> and like it just felt like i was like pooping out a hot knife it was just like it was like searing oh, no. and like it was on fire and it was oh my oh gosh. no <laughs> like my body was not happy with me so mcspicy good double mcspicy maybe not so good Double McSpicy of cheese, ass burning. That's words to live by. It's great. Yes. It's, it's lessons learned. Uh, Alrighty, man. So that's so, what we've been we've been up to. That's what we've been up to. Right? We've been up to. <laughs> Shitting knives and losing weight. Yep. Uh, so shall we move on to the next segment? Then what's our next segment, huh? Yeah, our what's next your segment? favorite. Yeah, what's your some, favorite blank? Something John wanted to do um, yeah. was talk about what's your favorite blank. Um, so you can tell us what your favorite blank is as well. Yeah. In post in the comments below. Post in the comments. <laughs> there are no comments there is below. No below. There is no below. No, because like, you know, when you're hanging out with someone like, I don't know, I'm pretty random. Every once in a while, I'll just be like chilling, chilling. I'd be like, hey man, what's your favorite blank? Just something to talk about. So yeah. that's in the spirit of that randomness. Something, something to fight about. <laughs> something, yeah, something to fight about. Something to agree upon. Whatever it is you do with your friends. So in that vein, that's what the segment's all about. So play the music. Favorite days. Favorite days. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Again, we can't hear that yet. We have the, 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 the music. Doesn't, doesn't the exist. music doesn't exist. I'll, I'll come up with something. I promise. All right. So Nathan, this week I want to ask you, what is your favorite soup? My favorite soup. Um, hey man, like for me, it's a pretty close tie between cream of corn. Ooh, okay. And a pumpkin soup. Oh, nice. So of course, you know they're both like just creamy, delicious viscousy goodness dreams oh my gosh and like i think oh i'm I'm gonna have to go a little bit closer to pumpkin soup yeah pumpkin soup with a touch of sour cream and the tiniest hint of curry powder oh dude you have to try my pumpkin soup yeah dude i i got the recipe off the internet and i've kind of modified it a little bit to suit my tastes yeah but it's so good man like the secret ingredient is amaretto what the hell? See, you... Okay, wait. So for those of you that <laughs> are, are, are curious, John is a little bit of a uh, culinary... What do you call I, it? I dabble. Yeah, I he, like to cook. He, he dabbles in the culinary arts. I, I grew up watching the Food Network. Let's put it that you have way. A, you have a bloody sous vide machine. I have Come a sous vide machine. You have a sous vide machine. So that says a good amount of how much you like cooking. Yeah. So you're bringing up freaking semolina, amaretto, and... Well, am, amaretto is a hazelnut liqueur. Okay. You just put a little dash of that. Like... You and cook, then, does the alcohol cook out of it? Oh, it, yeah, it cooks out. Okay. And it, but it just it leaves this hint of like, what the hell is that? It's so good. Mm. And it goes really, pairs really well because, I mean, you know, pumpkins, nuts, it's a very fall, autumn-y flavor. Mm. And there's Italian sausage. I didn't use sour cream. I actually use, I use regular cream. Okay. Is, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll make it for you one day. It's going to be awesome. Pumpkin so pumpkin soup. soup is your favorite soup. That's, um, I just, I'm a sucker for pumpkin soup because it's like sweet, it's savory, it's like, it has that numminess. And like that, I, I like minus sour cream just because it adds like that other I, dimension. I, love, of, I do love sour cream. It adds though, that dimension general. of flavor. 
I don't know. Like for me, it's I'm, I'm a pumpkin soup guy. But did, also, did did pumpkin soup become a thing in our time in our lifetime? I feel like when I was a kid, I'd never even heard like pumpkins to me were just the things for Halloween. Right. I have no idea. I, it definitely happened a little bit early uh, later in my life. Pumpkin yeah, surely. But I think I relate a lot of um of my favorite foods to like memories, I guess, oh. and like I just have good memories of every time. Every time I've had pumpkin soup, it's it was fun times. You know. Did you remember the first time you had pumpkin soup? I, I do not actually, but <laughs> that was an amazing story. If you did, <laughs> but um, you know, it's just usually when I have pumpkin soup, is I'm 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 in another country. It's nice cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with family or friends or by yourself. I remember one of the best pumpkin soups I ever had was just by myself. The solo pumpkin S- soup somewhere in London. Just had a cup of pumpkin soup and I was listening to a podcast. Ironically enough, um, so you know, if you are currently listening to this podcast while drinking pumpkin soup. I hope your mind is blown because many things That's just came, many things in the universe just came together for that to happen. Mind blown. Wow. So what is your favorite soup, John? Oh, okay. So I was thinking about because I came up with the topic, so I was thinking about it, and yet I still can't decide between um, New England clam chowder in a bread bowl, mm-hmm. which is like from my childhood like that, favorite, yeah. Yeah. or my current favorite, which is just really good ramen. Does ramen count? Does ramen count? Maybe ramen's its own thing. Yeah, ramen's its own thing. Ramen might be its own thing. Like, although the broth does define ramen. I mean, it's a a soup. Yeah, like, the broth does, like, it it sets ramens apart, but I think ramen's, like, a different thing altogether. Because Zendal be, like, that's, like, what's your favorite ramen, you know? Good point, good point. So, what's your your favorite ramen You're thinking in this, what's your favorite blank of soup? It should be, like, look, if, if, um... I guess you can say pork bone soup, but you know that's, no, that's not the same. So you're, yeah. basically, you're saying if Campbell's didn't make it, if Andy Warhol didn't paint it, it doesn't count. I guess I think that's fair enough. So yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. with New England clam chowder in a bread bowl. That's solid. See, I, San I, I I studied in Boston for two years, oh. and like clam chowder over there in bread bowls, it's just it's the most carby. Um, you feel terrible afterwards yeah. that you're just like dying of, and you just want to sleep. Yeah, because it's you know it's just so mm, much. It's just so good, and like it's no surprise to you guys. Like you can't. You can't get this in Singapore. Like, you can, you can, can go find to soup it in some get, But it's not the same. It's not, the, it's not the same. You need the, you like, because the sourdough, for example, you get sourdough bread, you need the, okay, this is my foodie, not nerdiness coming out. Yeah. To get pr- good sourdough bread, which is the bread you use in bread bowls, you need the right weather. Water. Yeah, you need the right water. Yeah. Uh, water, weather. But basically, yeah. San Francisco, with its fog and its something and its being close to the base, something leads to it making the perfect sourdough. It just tastes different. Right. But man, you dig into that thing. I actually, I think I do remember the first time I had, uh, yeah, yes, I do remember the first time I had clam chowder in a bread bowl. The year was 1993. I was, I was a certain age. I'm not going to give away my age. But um, yeah, I was in, I was a kid. I was in San Francisco with my family. And dude, like I had a fisherman's wharf, just a random stall, 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 stall. They hollowed out the bread bowl, put the name. I was happening, but I knew it was the best thing in my life That's ever awesome. at the time. And like, so you eat the soup, and then you you dip the little cover in the soup, and then when you're done with the soup, you eat the. It's like a clam chowder sandwich. It's just so. That's the bread bowl soaked oh. up all the goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I I I can't remember the first time I had clam chowder, but I do remember the best one I ever had was in Boston yeah. by the harbor. And they're just selling it by like these like cheap styrofoam cups. Yeah, with the, with the with the soda crackers, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, oyster yeah. crackers. Oyster yeah. crackers, yes. Yeah, just had that. Went out to the to the pier. It was windy as hell. It was so cold. Um, but that cup of soup was kind of just like its own separate world, you know. Yep. Like every time you took a sip, it's like the world outside didn't matter because you know it's like chilly and windy and 
ass cold out there and you're, you're, everything on your face you can't feel it and but just that soup once you dip your face into that soup it's just like a whole Dude, different world there is nothing better than a warm soup on a cold day nothing better maybe a nice cigarette on a cold day but i quit a long time ago when did you when did you just smoke? i never really smoked i was like a social smoker off and on right but if i am in winter i'll take a drag if someone around me is offering see i've but never don't smoke kids it's very bad i've never taken a drag out of a cigarette ever in my life dude you're better off for it that's for sure yeah I've done cigars because, you know, people tend to believe that cigars aren't as bad for you. Although, you know, I'm sure They're right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure now like 10 people are yelling, no, cigars are terrible. But let me, mouth cancer, man. Let me do me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've never taken a drag out of a cigarette. I feel like that's, I'm overdue for that at some point. No, my dad had, my dad did the whole old school thing. Cause my dad's been smoking since he was 18. He's yeah. like 68 now. Oh, happy 40 years of smoking, dad. Um... Because congratulations, <laughs> you made it, yeah. and he's kind of like, eh, I've made it this far. I'm not gonna quit. Which is, you know, that makes sense. Let you him, know, maybe let him may, do him. Maybe maybe if he was like 45, then you know, yeah. that might warrant some quitting. But if you're 68 and you're still smoking, yeah. like, it's, you're good. You yeah, yeah double up. You should you should double up. You should smoke twice as much and see how far you can push it. Yeah, not to get morbid, but there's like no doubt in my mind it's eventually it's gonna kill him. Yeah, not hopefully not anytime soon, Daddy. I love you, but yeah. But anyway, so he did the old school thing of like sitting me down. He's like, "Okay, I smoke. Now you're gonna smoke a cigarette to see how horrible it is." I think like, <laughs> must have been like sixteen. Maybe? What is that maybe logic? Younger? What is that logic? Okay, ah, it's like an old school thing. It's like, yeah, and it's just it was it was horrible. It was just the most awful thing. I okay, I guess I can kind of understand that. Like he knows that he knows that you know, like, he knows that you know that he smokes. Yeah. And he wants you to be aware of like that. It's not just a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's not. Much. It's it's not just something I do. It's actually it's, like, it physically affects you. And yeah. He wanted to show you that. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, no. So I, don't, I wouldn't say. I guess it wasn't one hundred percent successful because yeah. I smoked more than a couple cigarettes in my life. Right. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I no one in my family like the like none of the elders in my family like parents, uncles, aunts. Yeah. None of them smoke. It's smoking super bad. So I That's just good. I just never grew up with that. And I never ever had that pure pressure to smoke. Mm. Never felt that rebellion to smoke, mm. especially because I started singing from a very young age. Right. So like, smoke cigarettes are like the kryptonite, you know. Um, I don't know. It's horrible for you. And it's like, is it? You, so you quit smoking, and then like food tastes better. You can walk upstairs a lot easier. No, cigarettes are super bad. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, why I'll, did we I'll, even bring that up? What did I, what we're, we're talking about, about soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you've hung out with us till this long, if you made it this far, congratulations. Um, we've got a couple more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but like for I said, it, if you want to share with us what your favorite soup is, please, in the comments below. Yeah. <laughs> if you want us to, to uh, if you want if a suggestion for what our favorite, uh, what favorite stuff you want us yeah, to talk yeah. about. If, if you blank. have suggestions, uh, I, I'm, I think we're going to start a Facebook page, maybe. So put in the comments below. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, let, let us know like what what we could talk about. You know, we could bring up suggestions, give you a little shout out, things mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about our relevant things, things that matter to other people as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a segment called "Did You Hear About That Thing?" Yeah. Again, in the vein of the stuff you see, you ask your friends when you're hanging out. Did you hear about that thing? So this is our version of a news segment and intro music. No. One, two, three, four! World news, interviews, while on Terra puppy shoes, television, movie, sports, races, friends, tiny horse, so many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that thing? This is the news, it's time for the news. This is the 
Did you hear about that thing? Did you hear about that thing? So good. Nathan, super good job on another good intro. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we're not going to talk about, like, super, super, I mean, depending, you know, whatever we're talking about, but basically it's a what's hot on Reddit, what's hot on Facebook, what are people talking about? What's hat? So what's, what's the happy hat? So, Nathan, okay, what are so, you talking about? Um, I do, okay, there's a new story that I, I, I read about, and I actually don't really know too much about it, but I know you have a little bit more, so I'm going to talk to you about the news. Um, FIFA president... Sepp Blatter, yep. recently after lots of controversy, lots of hoo-ha, has stepped down as the president of FIFA. And good riddance. Good riddance? Yeah. See, okay, I know the broad strokes that basically FIFA has been corrupt for a while. Yep. That they have gone through a lot of bad things. That um, one of their executives recently got like slammed and then he stepped down. Something like that? Or he quit? That's Sepp Blatter. You're talking about Sepp Blatter. It's like, no, so, like, there's like another guy. This, 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 this black guy with glasses. Oh, I'm not sure about that, but okay. the main gist is that like, okay, this is the most corrupt. Like, if this guy was the leader of a country, uh-huh. he w- he would be up there with like you King know John Mussolini Wayne. and like up th- he's just like he's just terrible to get his ways. And like the fact that like the World Cup in 2020 is going to be he- uh, 2022, excuse me, was going to be held in Qatar it makes no sense. Except okay. for surely there's some corruption, some money was exchanged. Has to be. I mean, Qatar is run by money, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know most countries are, but Qatar is like it's it. it I'd say at least seventy five percent. I have money important. But but like Qatar is like a place where like money drives everything. I mean, tourism is almost like kind of non existent in the sense that like not a lot of people go there. But they're still pumping. They're trying like, to gain. Like, yeah, they're yeah. To... They're constantly pumping money into it just to gain tourism, to build more big buildings, to yeah. make it look pretty, like buildings that are half empty, more or less. But like, I mean, but just like, just take a step back. It's like, okay, we're gonna have the world's biggest sporting event, right? Like most eyes on you, millions of billions of people are gonna be watching it, and mm. the most talented, most well-paid athletes athletes are gonna world. play. Yeah, and we're gonna have it in the desert in the height of wind, a uh, height of summer. How hot does it get there? It gets way, way hot, Like dude. 40 degrees Celsius like hot? up there. Like, up there. Jeez. How, wouldn't the ball melt? Or, yeah, like... People would die. Their shoes melt. melt. And that's... A, actually, the heat is actually a big part of the country. We'll get to it a little bit later. Okay. But, like... I mean, there's some talk about moving it to January, which will mess up with all the regular league. If you don't like sports, sorry, but it's 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 you know. It's a bunch uh, yeah, of I'm asking you about this because I know almost yeah. nothing about soccer, but I am fascinated by this story that some that an organization this big and can this influential, can, yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's like in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah, and like it's it's been so nice and interesting to see like the the global community's reaction to this all, like especially on the internet, yeah. on Reddit and stuff. Like people are putting pressure on the big sponsors of FIFA to pull their sponsorship and a lot of people have. Mm, and like, they have mass like they have Coke, McDonald's. Yeah. Um what's that bank? Citibank? I think so. And yeah. like like some they've been really really doing really creative things. It's actually interesting to see the creativity of people come out in times like this and the art and the humor. Like yeah. there's this wonderful ad, maybe we'll post it in the comments below, of like this ad that someone sorry, <laughs> someone did a Coke ad where they use, you know, the Coke symbol, it's like red background and the white kind of swirly line, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they made the swirly line into like these thin arms with like handcuffs just to symbolize this the um Ooh, Yeah, man. Because the people building the stadiums, because they they're gonna need at least a dozen stadiums built from scratch and they have all oh, these workers. Do they have no stadiums in Qatar? Or like I don't few. know if they have no, but they have but like for example, like when they when the World Cup was held in Brazil and Brazil's a football loving nation. Right. And they have their own pro oh, league. Yeah, they had no, to build a you, couple, right? Brazil Brazil is rough. Like right now they have like literally full stadiums that are abandoned. Yeah. They have not been used in basically since 
um, the handful of games that they hosted for the last FIFA yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, they're being used as a parking, parking lot yeah. for buses. Yeah, this was on John buses. Oliver. Jeez. And John Oliver, I mean, he seems to be like at least, if not the most famous, at least the most public on face, the forefront. Yes. Yeah, of this thing. Like, <laughs> his stuff is so funny about it. But yeah, like so. There's like there's all those workers who are being paid so little, not allowed to take breaks. Hundreds have died, and some really like um, exhaustive studies have shown that thousands will die if they Jeez. continue. So a lot of pressure there. And on top of that, now just earlier this week, there's an FBI uh, investigation going on about the corruption behind the corporation. Yeah, hundred like dozens of people are being investigated, including Sepp Blatter. Jeez. And when news broke that he was going to be investigated, that's when he stepped down. This was just a couple hours ago. Jeez. So, I mean, I guess that's a good thing that he's gone. Then, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, he, I, I know, like, one of the headlines that they mentioned was that he said he wants to do what's best for the sport and step, <laughs> and step down. I mean, a little late guy, but, you know. A little backpedaling. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. rough. I mean, the only bad thing I can see happening out of this whole uh, fiasco is that now John Oliver has to drink Bud Light. Mm. Did you hear about that? I did hear about so, that. TV host John Oliver, he, he made a promise, like, if we get him to step down... I will drink Bud Light because <laughs> Bud is a sponsor, right? So he's like, he's <laughs> Bud Light Lime, that poor guy. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm just happy that there's. I mean, like, because they haven't really been under fire at all over mm-hmm. the last few decades of like you know functioning this way. I'm assuming it just wasn't it's, so well known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always but you know because internet. Know. Yeah, like because internet this year they they kind of they were under the magnifying glass pretty much mm-hmm. and they got it rough. But, you know, all the better. Less shitty things happening in the world. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, next story. Yeah, did you hear about Yeah, did you hear about that movie Aloha? We were talking about this earlier. See, I think so. I remember seeing the trailer in cinemas. That's a new Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone. Vehicle, and, yeah. Well, who's the third person? Uh, John Kaczynski's in it. Um, Alec Baldwin's in it. Anyway, I'm sure you've seen the trailer for it uh-huh. somewhere. Anyway, guys. And it's like, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, you know, one of those dime a dozen rom-coms. It was know. one of those movies where like, you watch the trailer and you more like, oh, Rachel McAdams is in it, yeah. Um, one of those her. movies, uh, she's so pretty. One of those movies that you watch the trailer and you more or less know. Like, we get it. I, I get it. You know how it's going to end. But for those of you who are following the controversy, there's some controversy going on because Emma Stone, let me look up my notes here. Emma Stone is playing a character who is half white, uh, a quarter Hawaiian, and a quarter Chinese. And her, her name is Alison Ng. And it's, and it's Emma Stone. Okay, I want to talk to the executives that made this decision to pick the one actress in Hollywood with the biggest fucking eyes ever Yeah, and make her, <laughs> and make her an Asian character. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen it yet because it's not actually out in Singapore yet. We'll get to... We'll I want to we'll know, know what was behind that decision. Yeah. But a friend of mine who did see it said like, uh, and ironically, my friend's name is Dominic Ng. Shout uh-huh. out. Hey, Dom, if you're listening. And he was like, yeah, they had to explain... How to, how she came to be this way and how to pronounce her name? Like they explained it in the movie. Yeah. See, yeah, I would think that Americans would have a tough time pronouncing ng. Yeah, um, and they, I think they still pronounced it wrong. Like there was some kind of mnemonic. They were like, it's like, it's like rang, but without the r a or something. So it's ng or something ng or things. How they were doing it. I would think they pronounced it like nuk. Like how? Yeah. If I did, if I was not a Chinese person, I I would have a lot of trouble like figuring out what. Ng. Yeah, is. What is Ng? Because I hear I meet people uh, people with Chinese heritage that have that name, and people yeah. who are Vietnamese, right? Have that, especially in America. 
Oh yeah, did you have like ngung fengshmu or like ngung kuop feng or something like that? I'm sorry, Vietnamese people. Yeah. Um, but on the topic of races, that is a funny point though that you picked yeah. the actress with the biggest eyes. She <laughs> she really is though. Like out of every Hollywood actress like ever like currently, she's the one who looks most like a deer in yes. headlights. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And come on, guys. Like at least pick who, who's an actress with small eyes? Like a white actress with that small you can, eyes that you can believe is Asian American? Yeah. Because I'm you know, look at like look, it's not easy being a freaking Hollywood executive. You got to make money. You got to blah blah blah. You got to get audience. Blah blah blah. So you want to get someone who's marketable. And at the end of the day, there's a big hoo ha about it, especially amongst us. I mean, Nathan and I are both Asian actors, so it's like. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to be interested. But at the end of the day... I just think it's funny. Yeah. I just think it's funny. I just think... Wait, so there's controversy. Mm-hmm. Who's upset? The Asian-Americans. Asian-Americans like, are upset. Why couldn't you cast someone who's Hawaiian? Why can't you cast someone who's Asian? God forbid. Oh, uh, understood. See, yeah. here's the thing. I Like with most of these news stories that kind of just whatever... You just don't care. Yeah. Like, See, it's just like... Like, don't... I mean, why does everything... Why does every news story have to be fuel for you to get, like, outraged? I feel like every third news story I read is like, oh, mm. this person, this community was outraged by this and that and this and that. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's kind of just the people who are the most vocal. You know, it's the vocal minority. Yeah. Like the people who are angry at Joss Whedon over his treatment of the Scarlet Witch in The Avengers 2. Mm, yeah. Which, you know, you're titled to your own opinions, but that was just some crazy stuff that people said to him. Like, the hate that was thrown at this guy, who's basically made a career making strong female yes. roles. Yes. Like Buffy. Yeah, like Buffy. And, like, you have... You 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 let her have... You let Scarlet Witch have some emotional background and upset about the fact that she can't have babies. And trying to relate to the Hulk and, like... And then, okay, then you have one kind of rapey, old-timey joke from Tony Stark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I mean, basically, most of these things, whenever I, like, my stance on most of these kinds of stories, when they don't really affect anybody in particular, they're just kind of, you know, fluffy little things that people get upset about. If you get upset about things like this, if you get upset about the fact that Emma Stone was cast as a half Asian, half Hawaiian, half white, that's three halves, I'm sorry, but like, you know, <laughs> if, she, if you're upset about Emma Stone being cast as an Asian American, you need to have more problems in your life. You, you you need to have bigger things. But it like, is, no, in fairness though, it is kind of like the, it's the, it's the, you need to have deeper. bigger fish to fry. Yeah, right? and I'm sure these people do, Nathan. What I'm saying is that I, I do get sauce. where they're coming from though. It's like, it is kind of messed up that like, but what's the problem here? Is the problem that they can't find an actor or an actress who's marketable enough t- as an Asian American to play this role? You know what I mean? Like, hmm. name yeah. one Asian American actress. Uh, there's a bunch. Jamie Chung, Constance Wu. Ooh, she's pretty. She's so pretty. She's pretty. And Lucy Fresh Liu off the boat. Lucy, if you haven't seen Lucy so. Liu is a little bit too old. For yeah, her exactly. Right now. I mean, someone who's in Emma Stone's age. Yeah. I mean, you can get what's her face from a High School Musical. Oh. But she can't act, can um, she? Vanessa Hudgens. No, she's yeah, not Vanessa Asian. Hudgens. She's not the Asian one. She's half Filipino. No, there's another Asian. Oh. <laughs> no, there's that other Asian one. What's her face? Brenda Song. Oh, where's she from again? That name's so familiar. Some kind of... I think she's one of those ABCs. Um, there's, there's, there's a good amount. They do have a talent pool over there, but I guess yeah. they don't have someone that can pull, pull in, in yeah, as much money. Not yet, anyway. I mean, but like... Hey, did you hear about um, that TV show, Dr. Ken? No. Oh, yeah. Ken, Ken Jung. Jung? Yeah, oh, wow. who before he became an actor was actually a full-on practicing doctor. He still does, no? I He still has his license. Uh, okay. I don't think he practices anymore because he's got too it. busy being showing his dick crazy. and over movies yeah. and being on Community. Yeah, he's got a new show coming this fall on ABC called Dr. Ken, which is like full-on Amer- um, Asian family sitcom. 
Oh, see, for a while there, I thought it was going to be like Dr. Oz, but he actually gives like gives medical advice. advice. No, no, no. It's a, it's a sitcom on ABC. Fair enough. I see where you got, you got that from. So between... That, I would, I, I want to see that. Please make that show. Please make Ken Jeong be like the host of a medical show where he gives advice. and In a very humorous way. That no, just great. not even humorous. Just straightforward. Just, straight, just totally straightforward. Just totally straightforward. Give medical advice. Tell people how to live their lives. He's the, the rivals of Dr. <laughs> Dr. Oz and Dr. Sanjay Gupta. And yeah, I want, I want to see that happen just because... I want people. I want people to take that seriously, <laughs> just like from his face. But uh, yeah, but between uh, this show, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Cannon, fresh off the boat, which I'm double checking, but I'm pretty sure has been uh, renewed for a second season. I think it is. Yeah, there's a chance for us Asians out there in Hollywood. Yeah, I think nowadays, especially because of all the PR, like you got no sorry, you, you got to be all PC, right? Mm. And because every third person gets like outraged about whatever. Um, you're seeing a lot more um, diversity, which you know is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but s- sometimes it can feel a little bit like shoehorned. Like it feels kind of forced. Yeah, the diversity. I think that's like a process because it's like we're, 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 know, we're currently in the transitional yeah. phase. You right? have to tra- transition. Like you know, back in the day, you'd you'd have a TV show completely whitewashed, and then the token black guy. Yeah. And now it's kind of just become the norm, and no one really yes. talks about it much. Then you had the token gay guy, and now it's kind of become the norm. And it feels it, sometimes it, it just feels shoehorned. Our They're, turn. Like, sometimes it just feels shoehorned, especially of like certain gay characters in TV shows when like they have to make it like when they establish mm. in like the first episode mm. that they're introduced, like oh he's gay, accept him, you know. Yeah, and well, then like suddenly, like okay, for yeah. example, um, do you, you watch The Walking Dead? I do. Yes. There was this character um, uh, that they introduced, and he was a gay character. Mm-hmm. And I thought his character was great even before they they made it clear that he was gay. But the moment that they re- they had to reveal that this character was gay, I you didn't his like name. him anymore. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It's you just didn't a, accept him into your heart. <laughs> I didn't. No, those <laughs> gays. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop loving people who I don't want to love personally. So, uh, so here's the thing: some people do feel this way. Some people just they're sitting at home going, "Oh, gays. now those people need to have more problems." Than they're gays are oh, you dang it <laughs> okay but um I, I that's gonna be used for so many things i'm gonna regret but yeah. um uh yeah uh, basically after they revealed that this character was a gay character in the show um suddenly everyone trusted him suddenly everyone um started loving him and of course this is a you mean, you're talking about the, the tv the, the character no no no, no the, ca- the characters in the show because the walking really they were yeah. like like Carl was like, oh, he's gay, he's fine. Because the, the characters in The Walking Dead, um, they do kind of are always on edge and always mm. on this like paranoia about other people hey, outside man, of their group. You get walkers chasing after you. Exactly. But like they have, they reveal that this character is gay and then suddenly like it, like the entire tone of the episode switched and every character started like accepting him. Oh, is that and, when he was like, when he found his boyfriend? And yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. Then they made out and everything. <laughs> after that reveal, like, all of a sudden people were a lot nicer to him. And I just felt like, ah... Uh, I mean, but was it because he was gay? Or is it that he just showed a side of himself that showed that he could be vulnerable and that he had something I, to live for? I suppose. I su- but like part of it just felt like you know um, they can't be mean to the gay dude, you know. So you gotta be nice. <laughs> like, Maybe, but I mean that's that's an interpretation of it. But I but, yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. the point is that it feels shoehorned now because only because what came before. Yeah. Like if you could snap your fingers and TV would reflect what society looked like now, there'd be no whitewashing. There'd be lots of. Um, Friends had like no black people. Yeah, neither did Entourage. <laughs> Friends had no Asians either. Actually, Friends had like much less Asians than black people. I can't think of a um, single. Yeah, no. I, Alec Mappa played Chandler's as a child, Chandler's houseboy. 
Like I, the one who those, split up. Those Chandler's... words meant nothing to me. Okay, you don't watch Friends? <laughs> I do, but I don't know who Alex Mappa is. Okay, Alex Mappa is a Filipino actor. He's a character okay. actor, um, doing some good work. And Chandler, when he was a, the character of Chandler, yeah. played by Matthew Perry, his parents split up because his dad uh, came out as gay and left the wife for the houseboy. Uh, the houseboy oh, was played for Alex Mappa. Alex Mappa. And I remember watching it as a kid and not knowing who he was, and he just there's a scene where he cut back. I think it's during one of the Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely a Thanksgiving episode when he's talking about all the past Thanksgivings. <laughs> and like this this guy comes on, he just goes, they're talking at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking about how they're getting divorced. And then Alec Mappa's character comes in and just goes, more turkey, Mr. Chandler. Like, <laughs> like, like this like pseudo like Filipino act, gay, like, gay guy accent. I was like, hey. Gay guy like, accent. Oh, come on. You know what I mean. But anyway, I was like, that sounds like that sounds like a Filipino guy. And I was like, oh, there it was. That's, that's the only Asian I can think of on Friends. Right, right, right. I don't know, but I mean, all that aside, I think it's great that they're introducing this. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, I just hope that you know, for the most part, when they try to do these things, that it's just well written. Yeah. You know, as opposed Definitely. to like, you know, we have a gay guy for the sake of having it. We have a black guy. We have an Asian guy for the sake of having it. I get what you're saying, but my point is that it's just, it just, it's, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb because they have to. They're taking the first steps. You know yeah. what I mean? We're 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 in that transitory period right now. Like I, I feel like our generation is like the test generation for a lot of new things yeah. like like 3d technology <laughs> i feel like 3d has not quite gotten there cgi you yeah. know i feel like in about 20 years cgi is gonna blow your mind that's right true now, of everything kind of... like if 50 years ago if there were podcasts around you'd have two idiots talking about like oh the combustion engine <laughs> more than 50 years ago fair enough to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of things nowadays that we're just starting to slowly Scratch get the right surface up. yeah scra- and in about 20 years we're gonna have like phones embedded in our palms and like, like i always get jealous of people who are gonna live in the future like i always hear like oh man we're gonna go to mars i'm like in our lifetime 2030 that's the mission but like imagine growing up in that time where where, like dude i mean we got the internet that's pretty good as a generation we got the internet that's pretty sweet that's that's a cool thing to have that's pretty sweet i mean that's what's enabling us to be in your ears right now yeah totally yeah i mean like what other generations can boast stuff that cool i mean you have antibiotics that was pretty good industrial revolution i think was pretty sweet The beginning of agriculture, if you want to go back all the way that time. Yeah, agriculture does help sometimes. I don't know. I think the internet kind of trumps it all, man. <laughs> Internet's awesome. Because with the internet, you can find out about all those things. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all hail mighty Wikipedia. <laughs> Remember that time when, like, Wikipedia was, like, the dangerous thing? Like, people were like, oh, don't trust Wikipedia. Like, it's never correct. I think it still is. It, I think it still has that stigma of, like, don't trust it or you can put anything I, on I it. Think, but... I think it's slowly getting, like, out there. Because, like, I think Wikipedia was uh, aware of this kind of stigma. And, like, they fixed most of their content. Yeah. I mean, it'll say, like, citation needed. It was, like, if, if yeah, there's yeah, a yeah, fact yeah. there, that whatever. But I still remember, like, back when I was in secondary school, like, people would they'd be like, oh, where'd you find this source from? Wikipedia. Oh, it's wrong. Like, Wikipedia was never correct. It was almost like getting news from the onion. Right. You know? But, I mean, nowadays, Wikipedia is more or less, you know? They got their shit together. Yeah, you would hope. Yeah. God, I love Wikipedia. How long have we been going? How long have we been going? I, 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 I said I was going to check the time, but I never really did. Oh, we're 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 a little bit over an hour. A little bit over an hour. Wow. Hey, do we want to cut this this check-in time, or do we want to just keep going? What? Like, do we need a cut point? That's stupid. What what cut point? You know, like if we want to go back and edit this out. See, now that we're talking too long about, it, I think we, now we have to keep it in. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, so it's been an hour. So we have one more <laughs> segment to go, and then I got to go watch the wonderful Pandemonium people do tribes tonight. Wonderful play. I, I mean, by the it. time you guys listen to this, it's probably going to be done. But uh, Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But support Pandemonium. They do good works. They do many they, works. And in good. a weird way, they brought me and Nathan together. Full circle. Okay, last segment for the day is 
Dude, check this out. Check it out. Where this is like, you know when you're hanging out with your friends and you discover something and you're like, dude, you gotta check this thing out. Like a movie to your TV show or stuff. That's kind of, that's the spirit of this thing. Yeah. So this is, we're going to go new stuff, old stuff, comic books, movies, novels if we're so inclined. Probably not. But Nathan, what you need to check out is the comic book Green Lantern Rebirth. Green Lantern Rebirth. Was was this after or before New 52? This was way before. Not way before, but this is before New 52. Okay, good. This was like, this is the beginning of Green Lantern being the most amazing comic book in DC. Okay. Uh, Written by, of course, Jeff Johns Mm -hmm. and had a couple different artists, but it was just really good. And it was just... Before before this comic book came out, Green Lantern was kind of like a blah character, like he had died and come back, and wasn't the like Hal Jordan wasn't the Green Lantern. Wait, wait was this pre or post um, Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern? Oh, definitely pre. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is this, I'm looking up the facts now. I'm sorry, I should have this on on hand, but yeah, it was written by Jeff Johns, who in my mind is too, totally Screen one writer, of the, the yeah. best the best writer is working comics or any medium to be honest i mean great character writer, he's an yeah. ep on flash which is like our favorite tv show yeah. so this came out okay from 2004 to 2005 when it was issued it was written by jeff johns and the the artist with was ethan van skyver and he oh man his work is just super super good and it's just about at this point of time hal jordan who is like the main green lantern he's the green yeah. lantern you think of when anyone mentions green lantern he wasn't green lantern at this point hal jordan is Green Lantern. Wait, there's two, right? There's only there's a bunch. There's a couple. There's Kyle Rayner. There is um there's a couple. Oh, what's the black one? No, what's his name? Uh John Stewart. John Stewart. There we go. Yeah. John Stewart. How can I forget that? Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Yeah. And like it's just about how they bring him back and this leads into which I think I think start with this one. There's only six issues, but Yeah. Then it continues on to the the uh, the Sinestro Core Wars Got and then it. the Green Lantern. It's just so good. Dude. The like, only Green Lantern story I've ever read was Darkest Night, and yeah, that was Darkest Night was like the third after, yeah. thing after this. Got it. That was so intense. It's, I th- if I'm not wrong, it's Rebirth and then a couple filler episodes and then Sinestro Core War and then Darkest Night. Right. Well, hopefully, those who are listening out there, you have a slight inkling towards comics, or you know, you're a comic nerd yourself. Even if you're not, this is an excellent comic to get in. I mean, because you know, I mean, it's comic book story. stuff is so in right now. Yeah. And like, you may be a little intimidated or have no interest, but trust me, give this one a try. It's just six issues. You don't really need to know, um, but what about the lore? You don't need to know about you know all the different stuff that's going on in the history of DC. Got it. Just jump to this, read it, and just I think you'll be pretty happy that you did. Got it. Yeah. Um, okay, since you recommended a comic to me, I'm going to recommend one to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read Why the Last Man? Oh, yes, I have. Son of a bitch. All right, never mind then. Um, I but, let's, but let's talk about that. Why the Last Man, written by Brian K. Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N. He, he's written, he's currently on Saga. I think that's the ongoing series. Yes, it's it's also super amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Why the Last Man, uh, since you've read it, I'm just going to recommend it yeah. to you guys. Um, it is a amazing comic. Now, this is the comic book I give to people who... Have, don't like comics. Don't like comics, but like good stories. Yes. It's so incredibly well written. It's there's, like... It's, it, there's no like superheroes. There's no big yep. space story. It's a very grounded, real human yeah. story. And the way it's formatted, it's just easy to follow. Like you don't really have to like... Because you know there's like a... Like when you're reading comics, you have to be able to follow what happens in between the yeah, yeah, panels, yeah, yeah, the yeah, gutters. Yeah. And this is very clear, very well thought out. The, yeah. the dialogue is super good. And okay, so the gist of Why the Last Man... Sorry, this is like one of my favorite comics of all time. Yes is that in the present time, something happens that wipes out everything on the world that has a Y chromosome. Basically every male. Every male. Animals, Animal, plants even. There's male plants? Yeah, sure. 
I don't know. <laughs> Anything with a white chromosome Cucumbers. is important. Sure. And bananas. And then so, like, imagine that, like, just in a snap of a finger, everyone dies. They just fall out dead. Airplanes are falling out of the sky. All the government, like, 90% of the government is just dead. Yeah. And, like, the rest of the, and the except for one person named Yurik Brown. Yes. No one knows why. That's kind of... And his male capuchin monkey. And his male capuchin monkey, ampersand. Yes. Which is the thing that you get if you press shift seven. Mm. It's the and symbol. Yes. But it's just a mind-blowing comic because the concept itself is just so strange you know like every male on earth suddenly just drops dead mm-hmm. you know the blood just starts coming out of every orifice and they drop dead and then you have this one man and his male monkey who are surviving yeah and that all happens in the first issue yes like you'll you'll you find out boom. no no spoilers here no spoilers no and basically the journey tracks him trying to get back to his girlfriend mm-hmm. and soon to be fiance um, and it just tracks that story and what, and all the trouble that he bumps into yep. after that. Because, you know, you can't be the last male on earth and go unscathed. Yeah. You know, things will happen to you and many stories will follow. Oh, it's so great. And it's, 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 you know, it's from, uh, DC's more mature imprint Vertigo. Yeah. So there's, there's violence, there's nudity. It, the, the, it's just so funny. It's just so well-written. It's just truly one I, of the I best cr- stories I've experienced regardless of any medium. I was very sad when I finished it. Yeah. I cried. I cried at the end because, and like, you know, that's like, I ne- I cry a lot of movies and TV shows, but never at like a book oh, yeah. or like a comic, like much less a comic book, like a friggin' like picture book, you know? I was reading it and I was tearing up at the very end because yeah. it was just like tragic and I'm saying goodbye to these characters. I'm not going to see them past this last page. Yeah. And it was a lot for me. Yeah, no, it was, it was a big deal for me too. Because, okay, so Why the Last Man was 60 issues. I think I jumped board, jumped on board and bought it, you know, month to month around issue 35, 40, around there. So mm. there's a good couple years of my life where I like, couldn't wait month to month for this come to come out. Yeah. And if you've ever done that, if you read comics month to month, it's 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 amazing. But also it's an experience. Kind of annoying. <laughs> but sit down but sit down and binge this thing. Yeah. Bin, go and get the trade paperbacks, which is like five, six issues per book. Um, and just just read it and see how long you can go before you stop because it's oh it's so good. You won't rec- you won't regret it. It's amazing. Okay, so since you read that, I'm yeah. gonna recommend something else to you. Uh, go watch Paddington the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a movie about a bear. Is it's, that a, what? <laughs> it's a movie about a bear that wears a trench coat, coat yeah. a red hat, and likes marmalade. All right. And I'm recommend and this movie stars Nicole Kidman, Sally Hawkins. Um, I love her. Yeah. And it, it is just fun times. Right. I mean, it's it, it sounds like a dumbass movie, but it's a well-done kids nah, movie. Man, nah, man. It's a well-done kids movie. They have a good setup. They have good jokes in there, well-written. Nothing is done just for the laughs. You know how a lot of kid movies they just kind of like they they don't really care about story. They mm. just get into people tripping on each other and falling <laughs> down. Like this one gets into it and I love that it's so um it's it's just not dumb. You know, it's a good time for the whole family. So, you know, Check that I movie will, out, I will John. check that out. So Check out that Talking Bear movie. I will check out that Talking Bear movie. So, again, so you guys, uh, play along with us at home because when, when we release our next episode, one of the first things we'll talk about is my reaction to Paddington. And my reaction to Green Lantern Rebirth. Exactly. And you guys want to play along? You guys can read read and watch those things and comment below. Again, there are I don't know where they're going to comment there, below there on. Be below. <laughs> there might be a below. Okay, there's probably going to be a below. There's going to be a below somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So until next week, I guess. Hey. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. Good hang. Good hang, Nathan. Yeah.
Outro music. Out, listen to that outro music. Outro. We got that outro music. Yeah, girl. You know you love it when I do my outro. Yeah, girl. You like it when we go. I like uh, it when we go. Uh, I like it when we go. Uh, I'm looking I, I, at me I, I, and I'm looking at you and I'm doing my outro and your panties drop. <laughs>